In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined as always by my co-host, Aaron Murray. Aaron, the regular season is over. It is conference championship week, and yes, this episode of Punt and Pass is once again presented by our friends at Prize Picks. And that brand new offer is still available for all Punt and Pass listeners. All you have to do is download the Prize Picks app or go to myprizepicks.com and sign up with the promo code PNP. That's the letter P, the letter N, and the letter P. You will receive a free $25 to play. That's right. On the house to get active on Prize Picks. What is Prize Picks? It is daily fantasy simplified. All you have to do is pick a couple of players in your respective sport, be it NFL, college football, NBA, NHL, college basketball. They literally have everything, and all you have to do is guess if they will go over or under their projected fantasy points total. That's it. That is absolutely it, and they are giving you a free $25 to play if you use the promo code PNP. You must be in a valid state, and that's all you have to do to get free money. It's awesome. Follow them on social media, at Prize Picks. They give great tips on who to play, what to guess. Follow me, at Drew Butler 13 I'm also getting active on it. I love it. It's so much fun. Aaron's at AirMurray11, and we are at... Punt and pass. So again, this episode is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Use that promo code to activate the offer. Download the Prize Picks app. Go to myprizepicks.com. Use the promo code PNP. Prize Picks really is daily fantasy simplified. You can play multiple sport entries. You can play a player from the Hawks like Trey Young. You can play a player from the Falcons like Matt Ryan. You can play a player from the Bulldogs like Jake Fromm this weekend in the SEC championship game. Check them out at Prize Picks on social media. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PNP. All right, Aaron, it's it's over. The regular season of college football is over. It's just absolutely crazy. I cannot believe how fast it went by, and now we're gearing up for a huge conference championship weekend, which, of course, will have gigantic college football playoff implications. But before we get to that, you just said that we've got some breaking news. I'm guessing Felipe Franks is entering the transfer portal leaving Florida after getting injured in the Kentucky game this year and Kyle Trask taking over and having them in the top 10, huh? 
Yeah, and I think this was expected, especially the way Calatras has played this season. And I know you're a gigantic fan of Felipe Frank, so you're <laughs> going to be very disappointed that he's leaving. So I'm here for you, Drew. If you need yeah. a, if you need to chat it over, um, he said transfer somewhere else or, or the NFL. I, if what I don't see, I don't see NFL. <laughs> um, I, I see him transferring uh, to another school next year. So he'll, he'll have his choices. I don't. To play in I the NFL, know. or is he going to coach in the NFL? What's he planning on doing there? Maybe a holder. I don't know. <laughs> I, I definitely not 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 throwing the football just yet. But listen, he 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 made some strides. You know, last season he made strides towards the end of the season. I think this year he made some strides in the right direction. So I think there are going to be teams out there, obviously that that want him. I mean, he he's a, he was a starting quarterback for a major university. He played a lot of football games. Through a decent amount of touchdowns. He's a 61% completion guy. So he'll have his pick of places to go next year. But I, like I said, I understand Kyle Trask has been on fire. Emory Jones, um, we'll see if Emory continues to develop as a passer, but there will be a place for him in this offense next year as well. So, and then the, it, it also helps Kyle Trask case that they go out there and they just absolutely destroy FSU 40 to 17. Yeah. He was 30 or 41, three touchdowns, no picks. Um, yeah, that's that's breaking news, but bye-bye Felipe. So a lot of probably happy fans in Florida. Yeah, pretty interesting situation. I mean, I feel like a lot of fans probably saw that from a mile away, especially with how Kyle Trask was playing. I mean, we were asking the question right here a couple weeks ago on the podcast, what in the hell was Dan Mullen looking at? Because Franks kept putting them in bad situations and turning the ball over in-game. And then Kyle Trask comes in. He does not turn the ball over. He has really the whole team rally around him, and the Gators played very well throughout the season, finishing the season 10-2 and two with that big win over Florida State. Like you said, other breaking news that's happening around college football, mostly it's head coaching news. Coaches are getting fired, which is obviously never good for their families and their situations. Charlie Strong is out at South Florida. Matt Luke got fired at Ole Miss. I thought that was kind of surprising. Will Muschamp is firing most of his offensive staff at South Carolina, wondering who maybe could fill that void. Um, Boston College fired Steve Adazio. So a lot going down, more to happen for sure. Herm Edwards fired the bulk of his Arizona State offensive staff. So it's that time of year where coaches, head coaches are going to save their own ass and fire a couple other people on their staffs to make sure that they get to keep their jobs and hopefully right the ship before they go sailing as well. Yeah, um, so I had it just this is somewhat breaking news. A lot of people who listen are SEC fans. Uh, I don't know about Coach Bobo just yet. I yeah. had I had that game versus Boise State this past weekend. They had a chance to win on Friday. Great football game. They played hard. Uh, they're a four win team. So I I don't know. There's a lot of talk right now about Bobo there at Colorado State, but he's a name that if something does happen will definitely be floated around as a possible offensive coordinator back in the SEC. Yeah, for or sure. South Carolina, whether Georgia decides to go another route next year, because I mean, his what he does offensively is incredible. Uh, they struggled defensively at the beginning of the season, which really hurt this football team. Um, 
So we'll see. I, I, I don't know. I don't think they've made a decision just yet, but I think they're going to probably make one in here the next week or so. Yeah, last I saw, I saw it last night. Uh, Coach Bobo was on the road recruiting for Colorado State, making a couple of in-home visits, but I don't think you can read too far into that. It's not like he can just not recruit. Signing day isn't a couple of weeks, that early signing day period, regardless of his job status. So I wouldn't read too far into that. You mentioned South Carolina. Yes, Coach Bobo and Coach Muschamp go back to their days at Georgia, but so do Coach Bobo and Coach Smart. And speaking of Georgia, if they do decide to go in a different direction, which, of course, neither of us know, but I saw last night on social media that James Coley's name was being brought up for a possible South Florida job opening. So... There will be opportunities for people on Kirby's staff to get head coaching jobs because, of course, there will be more that come open. And another one is Clay Helton. Who knows? He has not been fired yet at USC, but I'm sure more clarity will come to that situation later on this week. And, of course, it is conference championship week. We will get to that in a bit. But most importantly, we need to kind of recap what happened last week. The game of the weekend, by far, was Alabama-Auburn, the Iron Bowl, at Jordan-Hare. Auburn upsets the Tide 48-45. to Let's just start there. I mean, this game was pure insanity. Mac Jones throws two pick sixes, return for touchdowns, obviously. Bama drives back down the field to kick a field goal to put the game into overtime, and, of course, as fate would have it, they do not make the kick. Joseph Bolivus hooks it left, clanks it off the left upright. And let me just tell you something right here. As soon as I saw Aaron, I go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. First off, figures. Second off, what a horrible hold by Mac Jones. Yes, everybody's shitting on the kicker. Yes, he missed a 30-yard field goal, clanked it off the upright to push the game into overtime. But football is a team game. I'm obviously a specialist, so I'll say everybody takes the blame, but Mac Jones, all right? Don't know why you're holding. Never understood why Nick Saban has quarterbacks hold. You simply don't get enough reps within the week to develop trust, especially when you're a backup quarterback. But the ball was leaning the opposite way in which it's supposed to. When a holder holds the ball, you're supposed to lean it a little bit into your own body, speaking about the holder. He leaned it towards the kicker. Bolivis tried to correct what he saw. He kind of had this weird, like, kickoff technique on a short chip shot field goal, hooked the ball left, clanked it. Of course, nobody talks about that because nobody knows. CBS is telling you the operation was good. It was not good. Bull of us is now the uh, GOAT, not the hero. He is the GOAT. And um, Auburn wins the game 48-45. to The total of this game was 50. There was damn near 100 points in this game. I, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked at the ease Auburn was scoring the football, and Alabama just looked lost. That sequence before halftime, Aaron, I want to start there, where Booby Whitlow is tackled, and then there was a discussion on was there one second left, yes or no. Gus Malzahn was going crazy saying, yes, there was. Sabre was going, well, even if there was one second left, the clock would have ran out. There's absolutely no way possible you could substitute the field goal team onto the field without a timeout and kick the ball. So the ref somehow went back and reviewed if there was one second left. Which helped Auburn. I mean, that was like, the for Auburn. That yeah, but here's, they, they would have run out. It exactly. Run out, yeah. But here's the question. I had no idea. You could review if there's one second left, and while the review is happening – you can substitute your entire field goal team onto the field, 
be set and ready to snap the football. So when the ref blows the whistle and winds his hand, all you have to do is snap the ball and you get a playoff. I mean, that's crazy. I think that's why Saban was going so berserk because he's saying it doesn't matter if there was a second left or not. If there was a second left, you don't have time. It's physically impossible to substitute your entire team onto the field with one second left and no timeout. Do you understand what I'm saying? Am I making sense? No, I, it, it, it's like it's like the rule for end of a football game when um, what's the rule? If there's some kind of penalty or something, if it's under within under three seconds or two seconds, then the ball, then the game's over with. Yes. What, what's yes? Yes, it's like yes. that. Yes, because they've done the studies, and we've seen NFL games end like this where they've done the studies and they said, listen, you can't physically set the ball. So if something occurs within, you know, within two, two seconds or three seconds or whatever it is at the end of the football game, game's over. You just can't do it. So I, I see where it is. I just don't know if it is in the college game or not that role. If it isn't, then obviously good job by Auburn getting set up and getting ready to go. And if, if the referees botched it, then they need to figure that out going forward. But yeah, you know, it was just a kooky game in general. I mean, I I'm with you. I, I was expecting the under and, and early in the football game, it looked like it. I mean, defense has struggled a little bit. Auburn was doing their thing. Alabama was doing their thing. And all of a sudden, as soon as Mac Jones threw that pick, that first pick six. Yep. And then the next series, they go down there and, and, and Waddle gets a kickoff return for a touchdown. It just seems like both defenses at that point said, okay, well, we, we, we played well for one quarter. Yeah. That's what the offenses do their thing now. And then this is, this is Alabama. This is why I've said, you know, for, for weeks now that they don't deserve a chance to get into the top four, totally even if, right. if Georgia loses to LSU, they're not a complete football team. Are they fun to watch? Hell yeah. They're fun to watch. Najee Harris is a freaking beast. Henry Ruggs, Waddle, Devonte Smith, Jerry, Judy. I mean, those receivers are absolutely incredible. I mean, to catch a curl route and be able to split two defenders and then beat them to the outside and score a 50 something yard touchdown. I mean, over and over and over again, it's it's elite talent. They have so much NFL talent on that offense. It is stupid, but their defense is garbage. Yeah, they are Oklahoma. We've seen the past couple of years. That is who they are. You gave up forty eight points to Auburn. It's Auburn. This team can't score points. I know fourteen of them were off pick sixes, but still, that's what thirty four points given up. Yeah, it, so I mean, not it, a very good Auburn offense. So. They don't, they, this just was not their year. Will they have another opportunity next year? A hundred percent. Nick Saban will have those boys ready to go. The funny thing is, is based on everything that could happen this weekend. I I don't know if you can honestly count Alabama out just yet. <laughs> yeah, you're you right. Know? I mean, say Oklahoma loses to Baylor, which is very possible. I mean, yeah. Baylor should have won the first time that can happen. Say Oregon beats Utah. That can certainly that can happen. Very well happen. Does Alabama then find a way to sneak back in to the playoffs? It's going to be crazy to, to find I mean, out. Would you put Would you put a one loss Baylor over or over Alabama? I don't think the committee would. I mean, that's where I'm, I'm no. in the same boat with you. I don't think Baylor passes the eye test. I mean, they're going to have to beat Oklahoma this weekend in the Big Twelve championship game, which of course How crazy can would happen. That be if, and if, I think Oregon can beat Utah so as well. Play. Yeah. And you know what if Georgia loses a tight game to LSU? Are they out because they have two losses? Who knows? But Stuart Mandel from um, the Athletic tweeted out such a weird regular season when Illinois finishes with more 
top 25 wins in Alabama. I mean, these stats were coming out all weekend long. It was crazy. How about this one? November 5th and 6th, 2011, the last time Alabama and the New England Patriots lost in the same weekend. That's when Alabama lost 9-6 to to LSU and the Patriots lost 24-20 to the New York Giants. I mean, it's insane. This dynasty run seems like it's coming. No, I'm not going to go there. It's certainly not coming to an end. But the last few teams that Nick Saban has played against top talent, they lost. Okay, go back to last year in the uh, college football playoff game. They got smoked by Trevor Lawrence and Clemson. This Auburn team just put 48 on them. I mean, it is crazy, but there's a lot more than just the kicker there. It was a kooky game, like you said. Jalen Waddle is a beast. Obviously, they didn't have Tua. Alabama, who knows what's going to happen. They're probably going to go to a New Year's Six Bowl and not give two shits and then lose, so keep that on your radar. But, Aaron, you said you picked the uh, under 50. That's all right, man. You went 4-1 and one last weekend. Huge weekend against the spread. I went 2-3, and three, so you are gaining ground. I'm 43-30 and 30 on the season. You're 40 and 33 so good for you let's run through the rest of what happened and what kind of tease heading into this weekend oklahoma beat oklahoma state 34 to 16 i thought oklahoma state had a chance to win you and i both took the 13 and a half points oklahoma just really kind of stopped them on defense and uh, that was not what i expected it was really surprising. surprising they're gearing up for a big time big 12 championship game this upcoming weekend against baylor let's head to the big 10 number 12 wisconsin just Dominated number eight Minnesota thirty eight to seventeen. This kind of hurt my feelings. This hurt my feelings. Did you? I I mean, I was watching the game and it just was snowing, snowing, snowing. And what did I say last week? What wins in this in this conference when it comes to snowy weather? Defense in the run game. Tanner Morgan and that offense. uh, They they came up guns blazing. I mean, first possession, I believe they scored a touchdown. And then after that, that Wisconsin defense kind of settled in, did their thing. They looked great. Uh, but like I said, that, that, that's what wins, man. It's, it's unless you got a quarterback that's like six, six with just gigantic freaking hands. Yeah. It is so tough to throw. And it wasn't just snowing. It was windy, man. It is snow, wind, little, little wet, little tough to throw. I mean, just awful conditions. I would have probably asked to be benched if I was a quarterback of either one of those teams at that moment. So, uh, yeah, that's a big win for Wisconsin. Now they got to. It's just like it's do, like can Virginia. They do, do they have a weekend. chance in the rematch it, against Ohio State? No, it, it, okay. it's like Virginia. Great, you won your you won your side of your 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 conference, and Virginia winning the ACC. Now you got to go play Clemson and get your butt kicked. Same with Wisconsin. Yeah, congratulations, you won. Now you got to go get your butt kicked by Ohio State. There's there's no chance, man. Ohio State is so darn good, and and, and it's unfortunate because LSU this past weekend finally played a complete football team. Or well, excuse me, football game. Defensively, they kicked yeah, butt. Yeah. Offensively, obviously, they did their thing. But you turn around, Ohio State just whooped up on Michigan. I mean, absolutely put it on Michigan. Ohio State is not leaving that number one spot. Yeah, let's talk about that. Ohio State, number one, puts 56 on Michigan. Michigan only scores 27, so they beat the team up north 56 to 27. Just an embarrassing showing for Jim Harbaugh and this Michigan Wolverine team. They cannot get over the hump. I don't know what we were thinking. We obviously Dude. both took Ohio State, but I was like, no, there's no chance they're going to beat Michigan's going to beat Ohio State. And Ohio State looks complete. 
Justin Fields, a little scary ding on his knee, then he comes back in and fires like a 55-yard touchdown pass. I mean, yeah, this guy geez. is on fire. They are rolling. They probably will roll over Wisconsin again this weekend. In the Big Ten Championship game Saturday night, the only chance Wisconsin has is if Fields gets hurt and they score a touchdown on special teams and a touchdown on defense. I just don't see that happening. Ohio State's yeah. going to keep that number one spot. You mentioned LSU played a complete game. They won 50-7. to seven against Texas A&M. Clemson beat the crap out of South Carolina 38-3. to Expected. And then the Dabo-Sweeney press conference afterwards. Hey, well, we've got to go 30-0. I mean, they're trying to kick us out of the playoff, blah, blah, blah. And then he throws shade at Georgia. Hey, well, we just beat the team that beat Georgia. And when Georgia lost, the committee was trying to figure out how do we keep Georgia in? I mean, we win, and they're trying to figure out how do we kick Clemson out? Okay, look, everybody knows that I like Clemson. Everybody knows that I root for Dabo, but this, I think, was tone deaf because, yes, I like that Dabo's trying to control the narrative, Aaron, and I like that he's playing the undercard play here, but Clemson did what Georgia is trying to do two years ago. They lost to a horrible Pitt team, or excuse me, a horrible Syracuse team who finished mm-hmm. the year with a, a record under 500, and then they won a mediocre ACC and got their way into a college football playoff. Georgia lost to a Worse than mediocre South Carolina team. They ran the table since. If they somehow beat LSU, they're going to get into the NS, uh, excuse me, college football playoff. What is Dabo talking about? Shut the hell up. Coach your football team. You guys are going to beat Virginia by 50 points, and you'll oh, be in ugly. the playoff. So I don't really understand that rant. Um, I'm all for rants, but come on, man. What are you even talking about? George is doing the exact same thing that your very team did two years ago. So I didn't get it. Utah beat Colorado 45-15. to That's setting up a great matchup, Aaron. Number 6 Utah against number 14 Oregon Friday night at 8 p.m. on ABC. That will be the Pac-12 who, championship game. Who would you rather see in the playoffs right now? I think the, the top three are in. I think it's a done deal. Yes, we all know that. Deal. It's been known for a while now. Ohio State, yes. LSU, and Clemson, they're in, even if LSU loses this weekend. So, the way it's set is if obviously if Georgia wins this weekend or finds a way to beat LSU, then Georgia jumps in and, and, and whatever spot you want to put them. Do you put them at four? Do you put LSU at I think put Georgia I, at three, LSU at four? Yes. Would you, though, say Georgia loses, who would you rather see in the playoffs? Would you rather see Utah or would you rather see Oklahoma? Because I would honestly – the way Oklahoma has played this season. I'd rather see Oklahoma. And, and then what we see, I'd rather see Utah. Yeah. I, I want to see Jalen. I want to see Jalen get his chance to kind of vindicate his decision to leave Alabama because he'd be playing at Alabama. I mean, let's not forget about that. He would be playing at Alabama right now after Tua got hurt. I would love to see him get his chance, and that would be a really cool story in college football history. But Utah is raw, man. Watching yes. them on Saturday night, I mean, I know Colorado's nothing that special. Tyler Huntley's good, mobile, athletic, accurate with the football, and that defense, man, that front four they have, they swarm. Yeah. I just think Oregon has a legitimate chance. I know Oregon has not played very well of late. I think they have a legitimate chance to upset Utah. Who is a bigger chance? I would say Baylor has a more of an opportunity to beat Oklahoma than Oregon does to beat Utah. That's a, that's a just great because, question. Just, just because two things. One, you, to, we all know it's tough to beat someone twice in yes. a season. And two, Baylor should have won that football I know, game. You're totally they right. They were dominating that football game. So I think you I think you're you're gonna see a Baylor team that's been kind of ever since that game ended a few weeks ago, just pissed off, ready to go, wanting revenge. Uh they've played well the past couple of weeks. I think Baylor 
to me, I would pick Bear to win this football game. I think they're, they're right now a better team. They're a hungry team. I think they go out there and get it done. Um, and I think Utah, same thing. I think Utah at the moment is, is playing better football, like you alluded to, than Oregon at the moment. So I think I would pick Utah winning over I pick uh, Oklahoma winning. All right, I see right now futures lines. Utah is a six and a half point favorite. Obviously, these are mostly on neutral fields against Oregon. Oklahoma's a nine point favorite against Baylor. Aaron, LSU is a seven point favorite over Georgia, and um, Clemson's a twenty eight and a half point favorite over Virginia. Ohio State is a seventeen point favorite over. Wisconsin, a great weekend of football on deck. Like I said, number six, Utah taking on number 14, Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. Number nine, Baylor taking on number seven, Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game. That's at noon. Number four, Georgia against number two, LSU at 4 p.m. on CBS. That's the SEC championship game. Unranked Virginia, I'm sure they'll sneak them into the top 25 to make Clemson look better. Is taking on number three, Clemson, 7.30 p.m. on ABC, ACC championship game. And the nightcap is number one, Ohio State, taking on number 12, Wisconsin, at 8 p.m. on Fox in the Big Ten championship game. It's going to be great. I mean, this SEC championship, four versus two, last thing we'll talk about right here, Aaron. Why is it that the SEC championship is legitimately the only game that matters this weekend? I mean, if Georgia just said, hey, we're not going to show up. Uh, you guys can decide on us through the 12 games we've played. We're 11 to one. They'd have a better chance to make the playoff. Or I wonder if, tell me this before I let you go Aaron. What if Georgia had beaten South Carolina? Georgia's in then. They beat South Carolina and they lost a close game to Florida. Then not playing in the SEC championship game to where Florida was going to play and lose to LSU. Florida had one loss, right, against LSU again. Would Georgia be sitting at home with one loss, close loss to Florida, with a chance to backdoor their way into the playoff? Yes or no, because I'm sitting here telling you, no, the only team that can do that is Alabama or Ohio State no, or think, whoever yes. does that. I think, I think Georgia, yes. You think that they would I be do. able to make I, it? I, I think I think if Georgia had one loss and they weren't playing this SEC championship game, I think Georgia would get in. Who would you put over? I would agree you, with I, you. I, I, I mean, so I agree with you. I just based on the based on the way everything's kind of unfolded right now. I mean, if 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 somehow Alabama won this past weekend and you had a one loss Alabama and a one loss Georgia, then neither of them were in the SC championship game. I think they would take Alabama, a little bit more street cred. But right now, the fact that Alabama lost, uh, I think you would take a one loss Georgia. Yeah. So interesting. Interesting. Well, it's going to be such a fun week. This is the best week because everybody talks about all the different possibilities. Uh, the playoff committee selection show is tomorrow. I would assume that the top four are going to remain the same. It'll be interesting to see how they jockey five, six, seven with Alabama losing, setting up a big time conference championship weekend. Aaron, is it true that you're leaving me? You have mini camp for the XFL's Tampa Bay Vipers. Man. You're leaving I'm me. Leaving are we breaking tomorrow. up? I'm leaving. No, I'll be back. We'll do some uh, bowl game specials. I'll be back for about a week and a half, two weeks. Okay. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you. We will do plenty of uh, playoff breakdown. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. And then for everybody listening, I had a tough day yesterday on prize picks. I need your help. Send me your picks for tonight's Monday Night Football game. Send me your picks on prize picks for tonight's Monday night football game. It's the Vikings versus the Seahawks. Go to myprizepicks.com or download the prize picks app. 
Use the promo code PNP. You get a free $25 to play and get active on prize picks. So tonight, you can pick Russell Wilson. You can pick Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, DK Metcalf. Pick anybody, defense and special teams, kickers, whatever. And let's project if they go over or under their fantasy point projections and make it happen. Prize picks is Daily Fantasy Simplified. They are proud sponsors of Punt and Pass. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PNP. And if you want to help yourself out, follow them at Prize Picks on social media. Aaron is at AaronMurray11. I am at DrewButler13. And as always, we are at Punt and Pass. We will talk to you later on this week. Have a great championship week, everybody. It's going to be a fun one. And we will talk to you on Thursday. See you.